identity should not be the foundation of your faith. Let's speak on it. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of YB Speaks. If you're wondering why I did not say Jacob C. Podcast, please go back to the previous episode and see what happened, why there's a change, all that is explained in that episode. But on this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about how how identity should not be the foundation of your faith. But before I get into that, I want to let you guys know that number one, if you have not done so already, please support this podcast by following this podcast, subscribing to this podcast on any platform that you hear this podcast on, on your favorite platform. So if you're listening to this on Apple, if you're listening to this on Google, if you're listening to it on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to Audible, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please go ahead and follow, subscribe, or whatever that button tells you to do. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please, on whatever platform you are, if it allows you to do so, rate this rate this podcast. Um Tell me how it's helped you. Tell me how you like it. Tell me how you enjoy it. If you want to interact with me, you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at I am Yermiyahu, at I am Yermiyahu, Y-I-R-M-E-Y-A-H-U. And you can also find me on YouTube at YB Speaks, youtube.com slash at YB Speaks, or just type in at YB Speaks in the search bar there on YouTube and you will find me. Got it kind of a lot to get into today so i don't want to bore you guys with any more of all of that stuff so uh let's get right into this youtube episode so there's a lot of things especially if you're in the african jewish vernacular specifically the israelite community there's a lot of things that are alarming number one there's a lot of things that are not factual, theologically wrong, because a lot of people in the Israelite community want to be so anti-Jewish that they just start making up stuff and not following the practices of Judaism that have been handed down for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, A lot of them would even say that the current European Jewish people stole the customs of the Israelites yet in the same breath would try to do everything opposite of the Ashkenazi or the Sephardic but if they stole your customs and you have forgotten your customs you might need to humble yourself and learn from those brothers and sisters the customs that you lost now Obviously, they're going to have some stuff mixed in there that they brought from Europe. So Sephardic's going to have some stuff mixed in there they brought from Spain. Um, in my opinion, the best way to learn your Jewish customs, if you're an African, African-American, is to look at what the Jews in West Africa do. That's going to be more closely to what we do or should be doing as a community, in my opinion. But with all that said, and I know that's not a popular opinion, that's okay. 
I ain't afraid to speak on it. But what I will say is I think too many people, especially when you're coming new into this way, put too much stake in identity, too much stake in identity, all the way to the fact that there are even some people who are in this way who know they're Israelites and that's good enough for them. They don't do Shabbat. They don't do feasts, but they know they're Israelites. And in my opinion, I think that knowing that you're Israelite to some, the ones, especially the ones that don't practice, gives you an excuse and gaslights you to further hate other ethnicities. Just my opinion. I know a lot of people who now have a, if what they think as a valid excuse through scripture to hate other so-called nations who have oppressed us now because they're Israelites and they're chosen people when they don't do anything this Bible says. So they're not going to be any different from any other the disobedient Israelites in Scripture, whether you go from Dathan and Korah, you go from um, Aaron's sons, you go to Judas and the apostolic writings, whatever you want to look to as a disobedient Israelite, the ones who went off into the Babylonian captivity, the Persian captivity, Assyrian captivity, all these different captivities, they're going to they're going to reach the same fate if they do not turn from their wicked ways. So knowing that you're an Israelite is not enough. Practicing the religion of the Israelites is what solidifies you. Earlier, I said the religion of Judaism. Number one, a lot of people want to say, oh, I don't. I don't follow a religion. I have a relationship with the Most High. There's, this ain't a religion. This is, this is deeper than that. This is deeper than that. Well, let's just look up the definition of religion, and let's see what it says so we can just debunk all the foolishness. So the definition of religion is the belief in and worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods. A particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest in which someone ascribes supreme importance. So you are in a religion. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? So you are in a religion if you believe in worship in a supreme being, powers or powers, power or powers, especially a God or gods. You are in a religion if you have a system of faith and worship. But what is that religion called? The religion that. I subscribe to is called Judaism, more specifically, Messianic Judaism. And some people will say, oh, I wouldn't call that Judaism. They're they're over there doing stuff at the Western Wall and in their synagogues and their synagogue of Satan and blah, 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 blah. First of all, with the whole and again, this is what happens when identity becomes the foundation of your faith and not truth and not scripture, not Torah. You start to say weird stuff like. European Jews are the synagogue of Satan. But if you read a book, there's a good book out there called The 13th Tribe by Arthur Kessler, who is a European Jew, and he happens to be a Zionist. So all the European Jews out there that try to debunk him, I don't understand because he's even in that book, he's like this. None of this information that I'm given delegitimizes the current European Jew, nor their nor their claim to the land of Israel. That's what he says at the end of the book. His whole fact, though, is the current bulk of European Jewry has converted, was converted in a land called Khazaria. 
And he gives all these different facts called The 13th Jew by Arthur Kessler. You can find it on Audible or you can uh, pick it up on Amazon, read it yourself. But the whole point of that is he claims that there were no Jews, European Jews in Israel prior to the ninth century. So the 800s, right? The 800s. Um, the problem with that is all the Bible was written or finished being everybody who's in it from Moses all the way to um, John's revelation. That's about, that's still in the first century. That's still in the first century AD. So the last one, I think it was written about 880, 80 AD or 100 AD or something like that, somewhere in there. Um, and I could have those off, but I know that the, there was nothing written after, as far as the Bible is concerned, there was nothing written after 100 BC or 100 AD. Um, if I'm wrong, let me know. Give me those dates. But I definitely know that nobody that Yahshua knew was writing anything in 800, uh, in the 800s because, well, they were all dead. So if John was talking about Jews who are being fake Jews and they're actually the synagogue of Satan said, I know you, I know your worth, but I also know those who say they are Jews, but they lie and they are the synagogue of Satan. And we know that Yeshua, these same people would say that, that quote that would say, well, the whole Bible is to Israelites, Israelites only. So if the whole Bible's the Israelites, then by your own summation and by Arthur Keffler's um, research, the only people around during that time were Jews that looked like you and me, my brother, my sister. So he wasn't talking about these current European Jews. He was talking about wicked Israelites who, again, used their identity because it's not the first time Yahshua had to deal with these people. He deal with them also in the book of Matthew. Remember, he says, don't think that you being a son of Abraham will save you. Don't think that your identity will save you. And even though they were sons of Abraham, what did he, who did he say their father was? The devil. Why? Because they were murderers and they were liars. They were wicked. So when we put all this stock in identity, when we put all this stock in where somebody's from or where they're not from, we get all off from the bigger picture. What did, what, did, what did Solomon say? In Ecclesiastes, what did Solomon say? What is the, the summation of all of life? It's to follow, just to no more know God and to follow his commandments. That is the summation of life. Not to know where who is from, not to charge anybody with being fake anything, real anything, not to put your boast in identity even Paul a lot of people hate Paul because they don't understand the scriptures they don't understand where he's coming from and they read the scriptures wrong even Peter says that I believe it's first Peter 3 3 15 or maybe further down or something around those he says hey man Paul's kind of hard to understand and a lot of people uh, fall into damnation for twisting up his words so even Paul would say listen I am a Pharisee, a Pharisee. I'm a Jew from the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day. I was discipled by Gamaliel. 
I was so cold and so zealous in my, in my in my pursuit that I went to the Sanhedrin and got permission to kill folks who I thought was going against Torah. Like he gives out his whole resume, right? And I believe that's in um, in Philippians. He gives out his whole resume. He's the Jew of Jew, the Pharisee of Pharisee, the most Benjamite of Benjamite, the most zealous of them all. All this stuff is identity and titles. And at the end of that, he says, you know what? All that stuff is rubbish to me. It amounts to dung when compared to knowing Christ and the power that comes with that. See, ladies and gentlemen, when we focus on identity, we lose focus on the bigger picture. Number one, that Torah is what we should be following. Not an identity or people who have um, identity idolatry, who suffer from identity idolatry. They have made being an Israelite into this idol. Now all of a sudden, because you're Israelite, you're better than everybody else. You're smarter than everybody else. And all these different things. We have attitudes toward people. We have these um, un, unfounded anger towards certain people. Yes, somebody may have hurt you. Somebody that looks like a European may have hurt you, but it's probably not the European that you're spewing all your anger out at. Right? Somebody, some male may have hurt you. Some church may have lied to you, but it's probably not the church and not everybody does this, but uh, there's been a trend that folks either go to the church house and they wait till the preacher starts preaching and then they get up and start spouting all these scriptures off and arguing with the preacher in the middle of his sermon or they wait out into the parking lot and they have arguments with all these different Christians. That's crazy, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely crazy. But you do these crazy things when love and obedience is not at the forefront of the religion that you claim to be a part of. Yeah, the church may have hurt you, but it probably wasn't that church you're screaming at. It probably ain't that church you you sitting in the pews at and arguing with that preacher with. It's probably not that church. So we have to look at, number one, Well, if especially if you came from the Christian religion, they didn't lie to you on purpose. Depending on where you come from, most of them, I, I will give most of them the, the benefit of the doubt, they did not lie to you on purpose. Some pastors know. They've been through seminary. They learned the customs. They know the language. All that good stuff. They know. A lot of them don't. They know what they've been told. They read the scriptures and they read the Bible from a lens that they've been taught to read it from, from a worldview that does not include Torah. Nor does, it it, nor does it include them being a part of the house of Israel. And we have to take all these things into consideration. when We're interacting with our brothers, our sisters, our siblings, whomever else, our, our fathers, our mothers, whoever, our family members, loved ones who are still in the Christian church. We have to know that they are operating out of ignorance. And they're not doing these things on purpose. Now, once you start telling them stuff and they reject it, just let it be because they're not rejecting you. Remember that, as Yeshua said, when you go and share the gospel and they reject it, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the word of God. Right. So let's get back to the identity piece. So when we put our hope and our foundation in identity and identity alone, we get off. We get way off. And what a lot of people want to say is, and this is what I've learned. It's, it's crazy, but I've learned this and I didn't know any of this stuff. And a lot of people may get mad and may lose some audience members and that's okay. But if your pursuit is really truth, then you got to swallow some of the hard truths as well. So a lot of us, when we come into this way, 
we go to, we're told to go to Deuteronomy 28. Read it, read it. Nobody ever suffered people like this. Only the Africans that were brought on ships to the, to the Americas that were ever treated this way. And so when I came in, I was like, yeah, man, you know, to my parents and all this stuff. And, you know, my mom, my stepdad's not in the way, but my mom came into the way. And uh, I show the scripture to a lot of people. I, now I, I rarely even use that scripture because it doesn't matter if you black, white, blue, yellow or green. At the end of the day, when the most high comes back, he will judge everybody according to the Torah. So I don't care what you look like. You need to follow Torah because that's the only way into the new Jerusalem is those who are obedient to Torah. But anyhow. We use that scripture. We use that and look, you know, the taking your kids away and, you know, you're in a field and, um, you know, you're, 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 you're planting stuff that you won't eat, and building, building houses that you won't stay in. And you along for your children and you're eating your kids and you got irons of yoke around your neck and they put you on ships and everything else. Right. Oh, so. Is all that true about the African, so-called African-Americans, Latino-Americans, um, Afro-Americans in South America, our brothers and sisters in Haiti and Cuba and all these different places, the Caribbean and the whole, you know, North-South American front, right? Uh, if you can, if assuming you can trace your ancestry through slavery, a lot of people didn't come over that way i know my mother my mother-in-law her family was never attached to any slavery they came um they landed in haiti willingly and there's a lot of actually a lot of um families now who are african-american who they if you do your ancestry you'll be very shocked and surprised to see that you can you you cannot trace your stuff back through slavery there are a lot of so-called african-americans who family like that but because of history and because we want easy truths and that hard truths. We seek the path of least resistance and we just want to believe if it's true about one African-American it's true about every African-American and it's just not true. So everybody who calls himself African-American is not a Jew, is not an Israelite. It's just, it is what it is. Um, even if you believe in the Native Americans being Israelites and the Latinos being like, everybody's not one just because you're a part of that ethnic because you've been lumped into that ethnic group. Anyhow, said all that to say, Deuteronomy 28, all the curses. That's the only thing we focus on, the curses. But before the curses, there are also blessings. So if you follow the Torah, you should see some blessings that's going on. So I don't understand when we're talking about current Jewish people in 21st century, and a lot of them aren't. I even say, saw a documentary about the Hasidic Jews in New York. A lot of them are on food stamps and struggling to pay rent and everything else like everybody else in New York. Anyhow, we have this trope to believe that every single person that's Jewish is rich and in control of something. Although that's not true, a lot of them are. And some of them are not good people. And they're not because they're Jewish, it's because they're just not good people. And then there are some Jewish people who do actually follow Torah. I also saw in that documentary about Hasidic people who some, they, they come to a hard stop on Friday. They, they eat their meal. They do the air of Shabbat. They, do, they go to synagogue on Shabbat. There's somebody in their neighborhood has like a makeshift synagogue in their basement with chairs. And they have a Torah scroll. And they do the whole nine. They do the prayers and the Amidah. They do the whole nine deal for, for their service in their own basement for that community. And those particular, that particular family was extremely blessed. The guy was in some kind of uh, investment business type stuff. And he traveled all over the place and had riches and all this stuff. But your identity 
beloved, is not just wrapped in the curses of Deuteronomy 28. They're also wrapped in the blessings of Deuteronomy 28. If you follow the Torah, you should become blessed. And it's funny because a lot of these people, especially in some of these camps that say you, we are identified by our these curses, some of them don't even identify, their life cannot be identified by those curses today especially a lot of these camp leaders who have a lot of money, who live in nice neighborhoods and ain't no different from your everyday pastor who they live in really good while some of their parishioners are living like trash. I'm just going to say it. I ain't afraid to speak on it no more. This ain't Jacob C podcast no more. This is why speaks and I'm going to talk the way I want to talk. So, um, that's true. I know for sure. And I'm not going to name the name cause this is, this is, podcasting about outing anybody or causing more division but i know for sure for a number one fact that one of the camp leaders lives in one of the richest new york neighborhoods that there are with other european jews yet he on a constant basis is talking about that you need to be identified by the curses and that these european jews are whack i guarantee you in his community he's not walking out the door grabbing his newspaper Telling all these people that they synagogue of Satan. I bet you shaking their hand. I bet she's being nice to them. I bet you saying good morning, good afternoon, how you doing, how's the kids, how the wife, all that good stuff. I bet she's being a good neighbor. Cause because by the neighborhood that was named, if he wasn't being a good neighbor, he probably still wouldn't they, he'd probably get kicked out if he's doing all that crazy stuff that he that his character uh yields to, I should say. But anyhow, that's the problem when identity becomes the base of your faith. It's madness and it's not rooted in reality because again, you start saying stuff like, well, they're the synagogue of Satan. Well, they didn't exist when that scripture was written. You'll say, you'll say stuff like, well, you should be identified by the curses when in fact, who in this podcast and let me know, I am um, Yermi Yahoo on Instagram and, and Twitter. Let me know if you today identify by any of those curses, somebody snatched your kid for the purpose of selling them into slavery. And some of you may identify with that. And if you do, God, God help you. If your child has been kidnapped and they're in, they're in the sex, you know, sex trafficking ring and all that stuff, may God help you. I hope you find your child. But I bet you that's not a lot of people. Whose house you building that you can't live in? Involuntarily building that you ain't getting a check for. Because remember, the slaves didn't get paid now. You ain't getting a check for this. Whose vineyard are you toiling in and you can't eat the food? Who's who's your master? What plantation you working in? What ship you didn't got on right now? 21st century. Because if you can't answer yes to any of those today, those curses do not do not identify you, my brother. It does not identify you, my sister. Now. Does it identify our ancestors? Some of us, that question is yes. For some of us, that question is no. You can't lump yourself into a group of people just because the broader society has called you African-American all your life. You need to do your due diligence. You need to do your ancestry. And I would say, save up your money. It's expensive. I would say, save up your money. Do the African ancestry because it will tell you the exact tribe that you are from. Then you can do your research and see, well, has this tribe ever or currently does it does it exemplify any identifying markers as being a Jew? Do the women separate themselves during their during their uh, menstruation time? 
Do they have bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs? Do they circumcise on the eighth day? Do they stop working on the seventh day? Do they pray toward the east? Have they ever been known for animal sacrificing? Do they have any of the ancient names? What characteristics does this tribe exemplify? And does it go back to Torah? And I will say this, if it is found out that they're not Jews and that you're not a Jew and that you are in fact a Gentile, because some of us are, oh my God, let's, let, let it not be known that some of us are actually Gentiles. What? You can no longer claim to be a Jew. But if your identity especially if you're messianic like myself, it was in the person of Yeshua. If your foundation of your faith was to do the mitzvot, the good deeds of the Torah, to follow the laws, the statutes, the commandments, believe the judgments of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't care if you're African. I don't care if you're European. I don't care if you're a Jew. And I don't care if you're a Gentile. That's the whole point of the apostolic writings. I don't care what ethnicity that you're in. Everybody has a pathway to God if they simply follow, if they simply submit to his words. What words? The words that he said on Mount Sinai the great prophet Moses who was exemplified perfectly through Yahshua, the Messiah, who is his word wrapped in flesh. According to John chapter one, if you walk in that way, it doesn't matter who you are. And if I'm not so concerned about who I am and keep watching stuff over and over and over, you Israelite, you're an Israelite, you're an Israelite, you're an Israelite. That's all I can get away from. I'm an Israelite. And I can start diving into, okay, well, what does it mean to walk like a Yehudi, even if I'm not one? Because to say that you're a Jew is saying that you're of Judah. And everybody ain't even of Judah. So even if you are an Israelite, you might not be of Judah. So some of y'all need to quit saying that you're a Jew. Some of you may be Issachar. Some of you may be uh, Benjamin. And, of course, some people have, you know, the 12 tribes chart. And you can go, I believe, uh, on the Jacob C podcast Instagram and go down a little bit and you'll see that that tri- 12 tribes start is a bunch of BS. It was made up by a guy named Abba Bivens to get people into the synagogue. Uh, it was kind of like a marketing ploy to get them in. And then once they came in, he taught them otherwise, but then some people just took it and ran with it. It's a whole bunch of hogwash because even that map excludes everybody who's not a part uh, who are not in the Western hemisphere. And we know there are Jews all over the world, especially in the continent of Africa, the continent of Asia, the continent of Europe. They're, we're everywhere. Okay. We're scattered to the four corners of the world in all sorts of different captivities. And some of us never came back. So what about the people who went off into Babylon and never came back? Like where are they at? Cause they're not on, they're not represented on that map. That map is BS, but whatever the point is, if you can get yourself away from trying to figure out who you are, and I understand, I understand it. A lot of us who ever came in slavery do not have a roadmap to who we were. And that's why I say, hey, do your ancestry. Don't be scared of that. So, oh, I ain't got to do that. I ain't gotta. What you scared of? If you say you're a Yehudi, prove it. The apostolic writings say prove all things. Prove it. Do your Ancestry.com, do your African Ancestry, whatever you want to do. I say African Ancestry. See, I, I did the Ancestry.com, 
And then I had to turn around and dump it into a bigger database called GED Match. And that gave me some stuff, but it wasn't like concrete. So now I'm, I'm saving up my money again. African Ancestry is expensive. I'm saving up my money. It's 300 bucks. And I want to do African Ancestry because I did all the other stuff. I know the region I'm from and all this other different type of, you know, mainly Nigerian and all this other stuff. Um, there's some um, Ethiopian jewelry that is in my in my bloodline. I saw that when I put it in GED match, but it was kind of like seven bloodlines away. So I want to get a, a more concrete. What tribe did I come from? And what were their practices? And then I, I wanted one day go to Africa and visit that tribe if that tribe still exists today. And even if it found even if it's found out that they were not Jews, that they did not practice what the Yehudi practice that they did not believe in the Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob ever in their existence, that they did not migrate from Israel over to West Africa. They just always been there. Even if that's the case, it does not change the fact that I need to be following the laws, the statutes, and the commandments of the Most High. It does not change the fact that I need to be following the example and the character of Yahshua. My identity is based And the fact that someone named Yahshua died on a tree for me so that I can have an end. He's the good shepherd. He's the one that holds the door. I can have an end back to the most high. Because of what happened in the book of Hosea, we need an end back. We need a way back in. There are no more sacrifices, ladies and gentlemen. We ain't sacrificed. The temple's gone. The temple's gone. So what do we need to look to? We need to look to our master, Yeshua. Your identity should be wrapped in being a, a Tamadim, a disciple of Yeshua, and not an Israelite. I understand that's cool, and I'm not telling you not to call yourself an Israelite when people ask. I'm not telling you, if you if, whether you was Israelite, Hebrew Israelite, Jewish, Jew, Messianic Israelite, Messianic Hebrew, whatever vernacular you use, I'm not telling you to stop using that. Just like I would never tell you to stop using black or African American. But when I'm walking down the street every day or when I'm practicing my religion, my identity is not the foundation of my faith. But the words of God have to be the foundation of your faith, because if they are not, you are walking in a religion that is complete and utter vanity. And it will lead you down a road of utter destruction. Did Judas not know who he was? He knew who he was. Did that save him? No. Did Korah not know who he was? He knew who he was. Did Dathan not know who they who he was? Yes, he knew who he was, but the ground still opened up and swallowed him, Korah, and 148 other people. It, doesn't, it didn't matter that they knew who they were. When they came over from Egypt, right, did they not, all of a sudden, they, did they forget that they were not Egyptian? Did they forget about Joseph? Did they forget that they were Israelites? Absolutely not, because when they left they took joseph's bones with them they absolutely remembered it was taught to them from generation to generation to generation from the time of joseph all the way down to the time of moses so those people never forgot in those whole 215 years they were in egypt so when they got to the beach why did they start worshiping as if they were egyptian remember the golden calf because they knew who they were it didn't matter to them though and a lot of them died. It said 3,000 died that day. They were killed by Moses and the Levites. 
but they knew who they were. Their identity didn't matter because their focus, their focus was on something different. We're the opposite. We don't know who we are for the most part. Some of us, some of us do. Some of you guys do the deep dive and you know that you know that you know, and that's good. Some of us don't know. But if you're, again, faith is wrapped in something outside of the Torah, outside of Yeshua, it's on a road to failure. It's not going to prosper. So we need to get away from identity and understand that's the first thing we get into. I'm not trying to take away somebody's experience from coming. If you listen to this, your first time in the way, I'm not trying to take away from your experience that, you know, son, if you're listening to this and you're not, you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, you're not an Israelite at all. You're none of this. You're just, you're just listening. Great. Welcome. You need to be following the laws and statutes of the most high as well. You need to follow the laws of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, especially if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, your Messiah, Yahshua, who the world knows as Jesus in Matthew five seventeen, said he came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. A lot of us want to say, well, he fulfilled it, so I ain't got to do it. Well, he just said he did not come to destroy it. Paul even says in Romans 3.31 that because of this new faith do you have, should you nullify the law? Should you get rid of the law? Absolutely not. You confirm the law. And even in uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, it breaks down what sin is. Sin is the transgression of the law or lawlessness, as some uh, would say. So if sin is lawlessness, if Paul tells you to magnify the law, uh, he even says in, in Acts, I believe it's uh, uh, toward the end of Acts, uh, I believe it's 2014, uh, he says, or it's fourteen twenty. I don't know. I don't remember. I always get those kind of mixed up. Anyway, he says he believes everything in the prophets, the law and the prophets, just like his fathers did. And if Yahshua says he didn't come to destroy the law, well, then we need to kind of rethink how we've been learning these scriptures, how we've been learning the Bible, uh, especially if you're an Israelite and you've come into the way and you feel, oh, man, that's exciting. It is very exciting. I don't want to take that away from you. I don't want to take that away from you. Be proud about that. Just don't make that the foundation of your faith. That's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of YB Speaks. Um, I hope you guys continue to follow and support this podcast. Again, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Yahoo. You can also find me on YouTube at YB Speaks. Listen, y'all, don't be afraid to speak about it. Be the change you're looking for. Holla. <laughs>